Private Lender Podcast, Episode 96. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from David Rubenstein, who said, Persist. Don't take no for an answer. If you're happy to sit at your desk and not take any risk, you'll be sitting at your desk for the next 20 years. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. Hello, everyone, and greetings from the energy capital of the world, Houston, Texas, and welcome to episode 96 of the Private Lender Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Baker, and I'm glad you're sharing your time with me today. The Private Lender Podcast is the only podcast teaching people how to become passive investors and not stressed out business owners while helping keep their money safe by investing in private mortgages to real estate investors. So if you're looking for practical tips and advice on being a successful private lender, on how to successfully build wealth without banks or Wall Street, then you're in the right place. But if you want to learn from my mistakes so that you can avoid them and shorten your learning curve, well then, pull up a chair and pour yourself a few fingers of the brown water, my friend, because this podcast is for you. I've already explained on a previous episode, I believe it was episode number 55, uh, why you should use a note servicing company to service your notes, to collect the payments and handle all that. Uh, I know a lot of you out there, like me, you want to get your hands dirty at least once or twice to learn the mechanics of it and you want to do it yourself and that's fine. But I think as you mature as a private lender, you'll find that having a note service company is just a-okay. But let's recap those reasons real quick. Uh, Number one, they make life easier for the lender, you the lender, me the lender, because they handle, like I said, the tedious stuff, like collecting the deposits, putting the money into your account, sending late notices. Um, But most importantly, as I just Recently did, I had to kick out all the 1098 mortgage statements to my borrowers for all the loans that the IRS mandates. And guess what? That note servicing company will do that for you. And I just want to take a moment to point out to help me remember, help you remember that I'm I'm lazy by nature. And I don't want to spend a a lot of time tracking the loans that I make or especially chasing borrowers for payments. Um, you know, the old saying, they have people who'll do that and they, they have people that'll do it, these note servicing companies. And guess what? The borrower pays the fees. And that's really the fourth reason there uh, is that you get to pass along the cost to the borrower. So not only do they, does the borrower pay to make your life easier by handling tedious stuff, putting the money in your account, sending late notices and, and, and also 1098 statements, but they pay for you not to be inconvenienced by your own investment. And I don't know about you, but that just to me, that just sounds like a good idea. So let pass that, that fee over to the borrower and let them pay for you not to be inconvenienced by your own investment. So today I want to talk about four things you may want to consider when you're choosing a note servicing company just to kind of help. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. And now that it, as owner finance notes have become more popular, more and more companies are, are popping up and, and they all have different bells and whistles. They all sort of, sort of serve a different uh, demographic. Uh, and so the first thing you want to know about them, and usually this is found on their website, or if you're talking to them at a real estate, a real, real estate, a real estate RIA meeting or a conference, is do they service the type of loan that you want to provide your borrower? 
and you know, I'm pretty sure that most uh, you know most long-term rentals, long-term owner finance, most places won't have an issue with that as long as the note, the owner finance note has been originated through an RMLO. Everything's above board. They treat it just like any other bank. Some may or may not have some stipulations on short-term, like rehab loans. I have I've only run in, in, across one where the, the fees went up. Um, a little bit because of the, the length of the loan, they wanted to get more of a solid year or more beyond it. So you want to check and see if they have a min- minimum period, or in this case, uh, the company didn't so much ch- their their uh, account opening fees increased, and then a, a lot of them, I say a lot of them, a lot of accounts have an opening and closing. Escrow companies, note servicing companies have account opening and closing fees, and I found that in some in some short term instances, those are a little bit higher. Not much, and and certainly not a a deal killer. But it just depends on who you you seek out, and who you find, and who you use. Uh, something else: not every note company will do owner finance notes or or, or wraps. So you want to find out if they will service those. Oftentimes, if there is a an existing lien on the property that has to be paid off or paid first, then there's an additional charge for the owner finance notes and and the wraps. Uh, or in sometimes in some cases the seller carry back financing. Here's another thing: do, a lot of these folks are registered with the states that they work in. So do they handle mobile home or manufactured housing loans? Different states handle it differently. In Texas, we handle the mobile home as personal property. It can be attached to the real estate through the the let's say the court system, the county clerk system, with some filings, but. That's just an example of check with your potential note servicing company to see if, they, if they're if they going to handle a mobile home or manufactured. Do they handle subordinate liens? Most will. But again, there may be a, a higher charge because of there is a first lien that has to be monitored. Um, do they also handle multi-investor loans or uh, fractionated loans, hypothecated loans? What, how, how deep do their services go uh, into that bowl of spaghetti, so to speak? Um, in many ways, they're like title companies that some are willing to take on the risk and do the extra work for a fee. Others will just avoid it altogether. So you want to look into that and see whether or not that note servicing company that you're considering for this note will will service to the level that you need. Uh, which brings to point number two, do they provide additional services that your loan instrument may require? For example, impound or escrow services for repair draw payments. You know, not just the t- escrow companies, note servicing, they're used to taking out money for taxes and insurance and for the, the, the principal interest taxes and insurance, but do they do repair draws? Not all of them will. Most should, but you want to check on that, see what see what the process is. If nothing else, you want to know beforehand going into something, what is that process? What's it going to take for you to release funds? How soon will it get to your borrower once you've allowed to release it? Another example of, of this is do they report to any credit bureaus? Now, for your normal, straightforward flips, landlords, loans, this is, is not a concern. But let's say you are in a more creative financial pocket. Maybe you've got a wrap or a lease option type of situation coming up with a, a note wrapped in. It can get quite complicated. But the point being is that end buyer, the person who's ultimately writing the first check at the beginning of every month, they may need to build credit. And not all service companies will report to, in fact, very few report to the, the credit bureaus. I say, I say very few. The ones that I deal with that handle small notes, 
don't. Um, the, the, the carrying company, sorry, the carrying, the note servicing companies that handle for the big banks and you know, other mortgage brokers, they usually, it's probably, probably part of their contract to, to report late payments to the credit bureaus. But not all of them will on a, on a smaller level. I mean, you know, how many mortgages just Chase put through each of their servicing companies? I mean, probably, you know, thousands of millions a year. So that's something to consider. But if they do report to the credit bureaus, they're very, they're usually very expensive. Again, if only use that or go seek that out, if that, that in, if it's going to help that in buyer either cash you out at some point with a refinance or if they're just simply looking to build credit, maybe they, you know, maybe they're immigrants, maybe they've gotten out of prison, whatever. Who knows what the case may be, but if they want to build credit, then you'll need to charge a little bit more money so they can be reported positively as well as negatively to the, to the credit bureaus, one or perhaps all three. Another thing you want to consider, the third thing is, what is the, the standard or the basic servicing fee? What's, in, what's involved with that? I mean, they're obviously going to kick out a letter to the borrower welcoming, 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 why can I say that? Welcoming them to the service company, the note service company. They can provide payment coupons or I like online payments as well. Uh, how, are they, how are they process? How long does it take? How long is the clearing period before the funds are dispersed into my account? How are they transferred? ACH wire. And how far into the late notice period before additional fees will be charged? That is, you know, a lot of times they'll send late notices, et cetera, most companies that I've dealt with, but they don't get too far into the foreclosure process. And I have, have heard of some, some from uh, very good friends, very good investor friends that they will even initiate with their attorney the foreclosure process for you. Uh, of course, there's a fee, but it just depends on what you're, how much work you want to put into it and how much you want to let other people deal with it. That's a pretty good consideration. And then the other thing is how are payments applied towards an account? And before you say, hey, well, wait a minute, it's going to tell you in the deed of trust or the promissory note. You can also stipulate if there's any interest first, any, any extra payments goes to the paid interest off first and then to additional principal. Or you can stipulate that any extra be kept in the escrow account for the taxes and insurance on that property at the end of the year. So you want to talk to your loan servicing company about that. Just get on the same page. And like I said previously, you know, the uh, 1098s to your borrowers, that's always key. I like to get monthly uh, statements by paper or at least by email. I get them by email now, but I used to, I'm old school. I like the paper, but I like to see every month, you know, see, see what the account is, what was paid, what was what went to principal, what went to interest, what went to escrow, so on and so forth. And something else I want to know is do they pay for postage and, and phone calls or what level do they allow per month? You know, if you have to send certified letters to the borrower, what you know, what what is that admin cost going to be from them to you? So those are basically four high level things to consider that get down into the weeds pretty quickly. But at the end of the day, what do you get for what your borrower is going to pay for? And I was going to put this as number five, but this is really just a, a golden nugget. So let me go ahead and just say you're welcome and put it out there for you. You're going to have a note servicing company. Your borrower is going to pay for it. Why not spend just a little bit of time establishing a relationship with that company, with whoever handles the note for you, whoever handles your account, maybe their manager, maybe the owner. Let them know that you want to buy partials or in first liens or discounted notes, perhaps performing, non-performing, whatever. The odds are they're going to have a customer or an associate. They're going to know someone who's either buying 
are selling. And you want to let them know that you sell notes and partials to recapitalize your funds more quickly as well. You may be able to use this note servicing company that your borrower pays for to help you find not just prospects, but actual leads and sell, sell and buy, buy and sell to their customers or associates. So what I'm saying is just make an effort, establish a relationship, and put the word out and watch the leads come in. And you got to be consistent and you're not going to just get flows and flows and flows. But note servicing companies know people who have notes who want to buy and sell notes. You might as well make the most of the relationship that you have with them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, folks, that's going to do it for episode number 96. I want to thank you for sharing your time and your ear with me today. Please, please, please help me get the word out about this podcast and increase awareness for the show by sharing or forwarding, messaging this episode to someone uh, that you know who, who you think could perhaps benefit or maybe even someone you know that you're trying to um, get them interested in becoming a private lender for your one of your deals. Tell them here, look, listen to Keith. Give them some, uh, help them give them a little, uh, some of the warm and fuzzies and get comfortable with the idea if they're not quite there yet. So please go to the show, note, show notes page at privatelenderpodcast.com forward slash PLP-096 for more information and links to connect with me on social media. And as always, I ask and beg and plead of you to, <laughs> to leave me an honest rating and review over at iTunes, Google Podcast, or whatever platform you are using at the moment to hear my voice. Please go ahead and press pause and, and leave me an honest uh, rating and review. And go ahead, I'll, I'll give you some time. Go ahead. Thanks. I appreciate that very much. Look, everyone, I'm going to say goodbye. I wish y'all safe and prosperous private lending, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time.